All right, welcome to the eighth edition of the Stay Hot Podcast and the second episode of our 10th Region Preview. On tonight's episode, I got Nicholas County Blue Jacket coach John Michael Wrights. Uh, coach Wrights' Blue Jacket squad finished last year at 10 and 17. They lost seniors Dalton Davenport and Brady Schweitzer to graduation. Um, lost in the first round of the district tournament, but there was some positives from that. I actually watched that game. Um, Wyatt Clark was phenomenal, a guy that you're going to be returning this year. And uh, before we get into that, Coach, thanks for taking time out of your schedule tonight to join me. I really appreciate it. Always. It's great to just talk to you in general, in basketball or not basketball. It's just good to see your face, good to hear your voice. You know, I'm glad you're doing better. I mean, I hope you're doing better with your health. That's the main uh, thing that, you know. Well, health's getting better, but I think a lot of that is because I get to come home at 3 o'clock now while you guys are still slaving in those hot gymnasiums and uh, – yeah. You know, working your tail off. Uh, I already miss it, but to me, this is a way for me to stay involved. Uh, you know, we're both 10th region uh, kids. We've grown up. Your dad coached in the 10th region for a really long time. You're real familiar. But one thing that's special about our region, and, you know, I mentioned this to Coach Henson last night, is our coaching fraternity. You know, me yeah. and you're in the same district. When I coached, and um, I don't know how many times on game day I got texts from you wishing good luck. Um, you know, mm -hmm. although we're competitors, but, you know, off the court, You've been a good friend, always checked on with my health. And that's something, you know, I never really told you, but something I've always appreciated. And, and it's not just you, but it's just like the 10th region coaching fraternity as a whole. And even though we're competitors between those lines, you know, I feel like we're still good friends off the court. And, you know, touch on how special it is for you to be a member of that 10th region coaching fraternity. Uh, so, you know, when I got the job at Nicholas, you know, I was like, I'm back to where it all started. And, you know, that comes from just people watching you and Jason and, you know, Russell to Terrence to anybody uh, in our in our region. Scott, I mean, like, you know, Frohmeyer, you know, it's it's a great, great uh, experience to just coaching it now instead of playing in it. So, you know, just the connections and the relationships that you have, like Jason to Adam to Kirk. Uh, I mean, like, you, the list can go on. And, you know, it's just like you said, a coaching fraternity that, you know, is well connected around the state. Like, I think our region's a lot is very connected as a coach, as coaches, as a unit, uh, most of the time. And that's what's special about our region. And like you said, I think outside of people playing each other every given night, I think, you know, a lot of pe people are, I mean, a lot of coaches pull for us when we don't play. And that's a big factor, I think, of just, you know, a friendship to a coaching relationship of just pulling for each other in this region. And, and I think it's also a sign of respect because, as you know, when our when our district went to seeding, you know, mm -hmm. we had we play each other twice a year. You know, do with COVID last year, that was a little bit different issue. You know, but we normally play twice a year and maybe three times if we get in the all layer district. But um, you know, there wasn't one time ever that I asked you for a tape that you ever declined, knowing that I may, you know, may draw you in the district or may have you even in the finals of the All-A. And, you know, and I think same, same can be said for Sam. The same thing can be said for Terrence. You know, as a district group, you know, I couldn't ask for four better coaches in our district, you know, three and myself. That was just phenomenal to work with. Yeah, I mean, especially our district, you know, and it's – you know, we have – I think a lot of us just really take pride in just what we try to do and just make our teams the best we can – but we can just do the best we can with what our teams – what we are given with, and we just do the best we can, Kelsh. You know, every, all four of us in this district, we were – you know, it, it was a fight till the end last year. You know, I thought, you know, from a perspective, you were obviously the better team, but at the end of the day – if we didn't play, I was pulling for you, pulling for Harrison, or pulling for Pillen, and you know, just to beat anybody. It doesn't matter who it is. And I formed a good relationship with Sam the last couple of years since he came into the tenth region, and I think he's done a wonderful job with those Pillen County Wildcats for just what he's capable of doing and what he has. He's doing he he does the best he can, and Terrence does the same with Harrison. And you know, it, it, it's a special little district. And you know, you and me talked about through text and on the phone the last week, week and a half, just about the district itself with the seating purposes. And, you know, I think, I, I think obviously, I think Harris, I mean, Harrison's probably the best team in our district, but that doesn't mean that anybody can be beaten on any given night. And this is probably the first year since I've been a part of this district that I feel like there's a lot of parity within the district. 
You know, yeah. obviously, I think Harrison County, with what they return, is probably the best going into the season. And I don't think that's any secret. They return a lot. They have a lot of young stars mixed with a lot of uh, older talent. But, you know, the one thing that's great, not only about 10th region, but high school basketball is on any given night, anybody can be beat. And, you know, kudos for you and your and your game plan last year against Harrison County in the first round. Um, I thought your game plan was perfect. I thought your kids executed it well. And, you know, you're in the game late. Your kids had every opportunity. Um, and that's all you can ask for as a coach. And just talk about how, you know, you lose Dalton Davenport and Brady Schweitzer. And I'll be honest with you, as an opposing coach, those two kids have been around a long time and have mm-hmm. kicked my tail a long time. They've caused me a lot of sleepless nights. But, you know, that's 35 points that you're going to have to try and replace. And I know you have some young guys that got a lot of experience last year. And to me, Wyatt Clark really came on the scene, and that performance of the district tournament was amazing. So talk about what your goal is as a coach and how you plan on trying to replace that 35 points, because that's going to be tough. Yeah, I mean, I've been telling people throughout this offseason, preseason – and going into the season, you know, that's 35 points a game that you got to figure out how you're going to try to get at least some of that back. You know, not just 35 points. Can we get at least 30? Can we get 25 points out of those 35? Uh, you know, and like you said, Kelsh, uh, White Clark came to his own uh, at the end of the year. And I started him since day one of varsity. And he struggled some of the first 10 games. You know, I think he was nervous a little bit, had some bugs into him. And, uh, you know, timid a little bit. And then he found his rhythm midway through the season. He almost averaged 10 points a game last year that people don't realize. He averaged 9.7 points a game, almost 10 points as a true as a freshman. Uh, you know, I think that's big. And he has a lot, a lot of control of what we do this year. And I'm and I and I told him that. Uh, you know, I need him to at least score 15 to 20 points a game. We already had talks about it. And, you know, he he came on to his own against that Harrison County game. Uh, he scored, I think he – I forgot how much he scored. He scored 20. I just know he hit points. seven threes. And, yeah, of course, you know, but when I got the film from you and I watched it, um, of course, I already knew he had seven threes. But just how difficult some of the shots were and how it yeah. seemed like as the game went on, his confidence grew. And, you know, as a player, um, when you've got confidence, that shot's going in. When you know yeah. when it's released that it's going in, it's going to fall. And it yeah. seemed like Wyatt gained that confidence. And, you know, and I think I'd be silly if I didn't, you know, think that he's capable of scoring you 15, 20 a game after what I watched. Yeah. I mean, uh, like I said, I talked to him already individually for just a team perspective from him that I need him more than what he probably thinks of himself uh, as a player. And he's just a sophomore. So, you know, he's going to have some growing pains this year. There's some times to where, you know, I think, I mean, like, I'm just being honest. I mean, like, I know my team. And he needs to be a leader. A little, he needs to be a leader more. And that's different for him because he had Brady and had Dalton last year. And, he, I mean, he still has a, a, some older kids that are older than him that, you know, lead by example. But he's he's getting better at it. But, shoot, but shooting from 25, 30 feet, I give him the green light. Every time, if he's open, he's confident, you know, you're not going to miss, you're not going to make every shot, but I'm very confident in his ability because he can shoot the ball. So, you know. It was kind of like you said, that's, um, you know, one thing you touched on and I didn't mention, but, you know, not only did Brady and Dalton were your leading scores and kind of been a staple in your program for five years, the senior leadership they provided also has to be replaced. And, you know, we know as well as anybody, you know, you got to have leaders. And if you have that much trust in Wyatt as a sophomore to be a leader, that tells me all I need to know about you as a coach and about him as a player, because um, Mm -hmm. it's hard as a head coach for and hard as a player for a sophomore to lead a team that's got seniors on it. Yes. And, you know, in the rotation this year, Kels, you know, I'm going to start three sophomores. I'm going to start one senior and one junior. And then I'm going to have a senior and junior come off the bench. That's my seven. And if I have to go eight or nine, I might be bringing an eighth grader or seventh grader on. And because, to be honest with you, they're a little bit better than my, than my freshmen or sophomores outside the people that are starting. And I'll play the best players who I got in their ability and you know and I, see and I think you know you touched on that coach and that's a very good point 
I don't think sometimes, you know, coaches at larger schools understand all the barriers we have mm-hmm. to face just to compete. I mean, you know, you're a little bit larger school than at Robertson, but you're mm-hmm. still a class A school. And I look at your schedule and you're playing several schools that are a lot larger than you. Um, but, you know, not only with the numbers that we face, but, you know, sometimes our seventh and eighth men have to be middle schoolers. Yeah. Uh, oh, and, yeah. I, and I, you know, you look on your schedule and I see a Campbell County. Yeah. yeah. County, you know, if you're in a seventh or eighth grade, you're playing seventh or eighth grade basketball. You're probably not even getting to play freshman. Yeah. You know, we got seventh and eighth graders that are starting varsity. Yeah. And, you know, that's the advantage of a small A school to where, you know, they're going to struggle. I got a seventh and eighth grader uh, that, you know, they're going to be starting JV and freshman for me this year. They are. I already talked to their parents, talked to my administration. This is what I'm – I mean, like, this is part of the plan of what I place when I got hired on. There's going to be some years where it's – I have to do some things to change it up to make it better – for the future if they want to succeed somehow, some way. And, you know, I got two great senior leaders, as in Tyler Kiskade and Ethan Sexton. Uh, they And you know what? They didn't play their freshman year. They didn't even come out for the team their freshman year. And when I came there their sophomore year, they gave it a shot. And they trust me of my ability is just knowing what to do with them on the court. Even if that was JV, they played some – I mean, they play, I mean Ethan Sexton started – some games in varsity last year as, as a junior, but both of those guys are great kids and they will lead better than what people think this year. If that makes sense. Uh, I mean, like I, I, I preach it to everyone that I talk to, you know, a lot of people are not giving us a lot of chances to win five, seven, eight, nine, maybe 10 basketball games this year. And I just think personally, the leadership and the camaraderie and the team togetherness right now is better than I had the last two years. Well, Coach, and- I've looked, and I'll be honest with you, your win total has, um, you know, increased every year you've been there. Yeah, uh, five five to wins to ten wins, you know. So you doubled. I have no reason to believe, you know, that you can't win more than ten basketball games. And, yeah. you know, I don't ever want to set any expectations low for you or for myself or for any other all-A school, but I had a veteran coach tell me one time um, – and I didn't really understand what he was saying at first, but he said, if you're at an all-A school and you can win 10 basketball games every year, it's a success. Yeah. Now, we have to determine success differently than most schools. You know, mm-hmm. and realistically, um, winning the region probably isn't a goal we set because we don't want to set ourselves up for failure or anything like that. But, you know, looking at your schedule, I know that you win more than 10 games. You know, I know the job you do. I know the one thing that I always respected about you, and I'll, I, I respect Sam and Terrence the same way, um, in our district, your kids compete. They play hard. They're never an easy out. And they're going to war. But And they go to war because I think they take on the personality of their coach. You're a competitor. You're a warrior. Um, and I think they believe in you. And I think that's why they give you everything you have on the floor. So if they continue to do that, then I feel like you've been a success. You yes. know, you're no longer a pushover. And um, but there's a couple things. Talk to me about, you know, the one thing I like on your schedule is that Nicholas County Holiday Classic. I love that yeah. you're bringing that to Nicholas yeah. County. I see that Adair County's coming, and I think Adair County's still coached by a 10th region kid and Darren Breeze. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Darren. He's a great friend of mine, yeah. and I know he's, you know, you probably grew up with him and know him a lot better than me. But he's always been good to me. But Yeah, he'll message me once or twice every other week. I mean, we, we, I mean, I'm serious. Like I, it's kind of, I mean, that's strange to think about, but me and Darren, we, we, we talk every once or twice a week. We really do. And, and you know, that's great. You know, that's what I'm saying. You know, the networking and coaching is special to always bounce ideas off people, but tell me about the Nichols County holiday classic and how it got started and you know, your yeah. vision about that. Well, I think, first of all, I think we need to use our gym to I mean like our gyms I think our gyms a top five top six gym in the region I, I truly believe that just from a size matter and just from the facility I mean, that gym's not even I mean I didn't even play in it I graduated in 09 I don't know when it opened 2011 or 12 possibly you know so it's being open I mean that gym hasn't been more than 10 years and it's just it's a nice facility and I think we should use that facility and bring other community members of other towns, other teams to just look at our town. I mean, like, yeah, we don't have much, but we do have a great basketball facility. 
And I think and we need to take that to our advantage and bring other uh, other teams in. You know, we got Franklin. Go on, go on. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say that, you know, just piggyback on you, that gym, you know, you probably take it for granted a little bit because you're in it every day. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you as an opposing coach going in, sometimes, you know, it's a little intimidating because it's got a big, it's got a big gym feel yeah. because of the scoreboard in the middle. Um, it's just, it's a nice atmosphere. And when it's crowded, like the district tournament a couple of years ago and packed, it's a great yeah. atmosphere. So kudos to you for getting that started. So yeah, tell yeah. me some things you got coming. I got Franklin County coming. I got Campbell coming. Holmes, Frankfurt, Adair, Prestonsburg, Boone County, us, and Adair. So that's nine teams. There's three games each day. And, uh, yeah, three games each day. There's a couple of teams that are just doing a one-day event. There's a couple of teams that are doing three. You know, there's – and there's some teams that are doing two days out of three. And, well, and I'll be honest with you. I've already – you know, I've started uh, – making a schedule myself because, you know, without coaching, I'm not really tied down to one specific game or an event I have to attend. I mean, obviously, if Robertson County's playing, I'm going to try to do my best to watch and support those guys because, you know, they've given me everything they've had the last few years, the blood, sweat, and the tears. But I've already penciled in. I will be over in Nicholas County and Carlisle, you know, one if not more than days over the Christmas break. I'm excited about that event. And uh, like I said, kudos for you. You got some great quality teams coming. You got some teams coming from far away to get an opportunity to see your gym and what it's about. And, you know, I just think it's a great event and I'm looking forward to being there. And, you know, the next thing I want to talk about, Coach, is the All-A. And if mm-hmm. anybody seems to get bit by a random draw bug in the All-A, it seems to be you. And um, it seems like every time I look at the draw, it seems like you're always drawing Bishop Brossard. And, yeah. you know, I'm not trying to make Bishop Brossard out to be Superman, you know. But, you know, if you look at the the past results of the All-A, Bishop Brossard seems to have their fingerprints on you know the championship. Outside of Robertson, this last two years, Coach. Come on now, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. Yeah, I but mean, I'm looking at, I'm looking about since Bishop Brossard has joined like the tenth region. It seems like they're always have their fingerprints on it, and it seems like every time I look at the draw, you seem to have Bishop Brossard in the first round. So yeah. whoever's drawing your pill, they're fired. I, I mean, I, I told Hop, they, see they, they do it in the spring or they do it in the summer. They, I mean, like, because of COVID, they did one in the summer, and last year they did it in the spring. So, you know, you know how Hop is. <laughs> you know how Hop is. For, <laughs> so, I told Hop, I just told Hop. Now, Hop's not the AD no more. He's just a football coach, Josh Early. Oh, okay. Josh Who's Early your AD now, Coach? Josh Early Wine. Josh Early Okay, Wine. awesome. Okay. So, I mean, like, either or, those two, those two are one. Those two are wonderful gentlemen to me. Like they they let me do what I want to do. They but they support me as well. And you know, I told Josh this year, I was like, listen, when when you all do that all A for next year, I'm gonna go and just pick my pill and just pick it out myself this time. I didn't do it the last two. I haven't done the last three years, and I'm like, I'm sick of playing Bishop Rossert. I need to go do it. You know, and but you know, it, it's a tough task. You know, and at, at, at the same time though. Uh, you got to play who you got to play. And, you know, and, and, you know, I'm a big wrestling fan. I'm not sure if you are, but Ric Flair always said in order to be the man, you got to beat the man. And my philosophy is you might as well beat him in the first round. And, um, you know, in all honesty, though, and, you know, I've become pretty good friends with Coach Coe through COVID. He Zoomed with me a couple times. I was trying to bounce ideas off him and his brother, Mike, because the system they run, you know, the way they execute, you know, I thought at times my teams were pretty erratic and, you know, I wanted to try to get a little bit more structure. So I bounced some ideas off him. So I've got to know him and I'm not knocking him when I say this, but I don't think the Bishop Brossards now yeah. are the Bishop Brossards from eight to 10 years ago that not only could they win the all a, they also competed in the big region. So uh, yeah. I think you got a, I think you got a legit opportunity there. And I think you have a chance to compete and, you know, win that game and, um, but it just seems like the all a man. It's it seems like you're always in in the bracket or oh, yeah, we always the first draw round or something like that, you know. And and I I, I think it, let's just say this, Kelsh, uh, the even with the all a this year, let's just think about the future. Of the next two three years, it's going to be a great all a with the talent 
that's coming up with these other teams. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to see how these all A schools also compete in the regional tournament against some of these larger schools because I know, yeah, yeah. you know, just in the all A, you know, Augusta's solid, very, yeah. very good team. Bracken County's yeah. got a great team, Calvary. but I also think there's, you know, one team in the all A that nobody seems to talk about, though I think solid is Calvary Christian. I don't think I don't think them or Coach Johnson gets the credit they deserve. So our all A is no longer a walk in the park. You know, when I first came to Robertson County, the people of Robertson referred to it as the Bishop Rossard Invitational. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think the tides turned a little bit. So all of mm-hmm. us all A schools have a really good opportunity. But I'm going to mention a few kids' names here, and I want you to kind of tell me maybe your expectations or what you think. When you hear these, and, you know, we've already talked about Wyatt Clark a little bit, but, you know, you've seen him for years now. You know what he can do. But tell us, you know, when, when I say Wyatt Clark, what comes to your mind? Uh, a scorer mentality. Scorer mentality. He has to get better on the defensive end, which he's improving, but he knows he has to improve on the defensive end if he wants to be a complete player. And it comes it comes both on both ends, not just one. But he has a score mentality. Shoot some 25, 30 feet, he can shoot it. He can drive it a little bit more. He needs to get stronger, but he's grown. He's six one, he's six one and a half, almost pushing six two. And you know, he can almost dunk, he can almost dunk the ball with two hands. Almost. Like he's he's grown and maturing, and he's still a sophomore. And you know, I I know there's all there's a lot of good players around his age group in our region. But I, I think that he can compete with those guys if he if if he, if, if we play those teams, like let, like I told him, was like when we play these other teams, you need to show just not you, but our team that we can compete and you can play with these guys. Everybody's talking about these other kids. Why are they not talking about you? Prove that to people. And that did and he uh, did I'm he saying. attend the uh, co- district combine at Mason County? Yeah, he got he he was yeah he was there. I was there. I was there helping. He came and he was invited to. And you know it. This is an eye-opening experience for him. And, you know, it, like I said at the beginning of this, Kelsch, we need him to average at least 15 to 20 points a game. And, and yeah. I don't think that's unrealistic, Coach. I mean, no, it's not. you know, but there might be nights that he might score five, six, seven points because you can't I mean he can't make a shot. But that's when you got to drive the ball. You got to get to the free throw line, do other things, you know. So he's 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 progressing and I, I'm very proud of him. All right. Lincoln Morris. Yes. So I think the most improved player that's going to come on this team is Lincoln. Um, he averaged almost seven rebounds a game last year. He's 5'11". I mean, he's almost six foot. And, you know, he battles and battles and battles. But the, big, the biggest thing that he has improved on and, you know, it's going to help our team in general is the shot-making ability. He's been getting a lot, a lot, a lot of shots up. He can drive it. He can finish around the rim, be tough around, and bully some people. His even his size to post up. I mean, like, and and I'll do that some this year. But to grow his game, some he needs to make the fifteen to twenty foot jump shot. And if he does that, then our offense will spread out more, and it will help us that people can't guard us, which is a particular person. I know that people are going to double Y Clark off ball screens or even double him in general and let somebody else beat us. And, and it's funny you said that about Lincoln, because what I wrote down is, you know, I tried to write down about each player, what I remember from coaching against them. And the one thing I said, undersized, but plays like he's 6'10". He's not afraid of contact. He's not yes. afraid of the larger player. You know, the post player, he is able to get down there and mix it up. And, you know, I respect Lincoln a lot because a lot of guys his size normally play the perimeter. He will battle defensively on the post, and he will body up. He walls up. And, you know, it was good to hear that from you because I I was sitting there thinking, you know, he does have that ability to impact a game for you to guard, you know, a bigger post player. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know he's a, he's I, I think he's one of the best leaders we have on this team, and he knows what I expect from the team, and he gets them on board and, and back in line even before I get to practice or when we're in practice, where it's like, hey, this is what he's wanting you to do. If you don't do it, you ain't gonna play. You you're not going. He he won't do it. But he his shot making ability is better. Knock on wood, you know he he his shots getting better. And he's been working and working and working to to just 
have a little consistent jump shot so people have to guard him out there. Because and, it, well, like on. you said, if they have to guard him, coach, they can't double Wyatt. Yeah. And, and and I'll say this too. I mean, like, and I don't know what other players you were talking about, but that comes with Ethan and Tyler Kiskade our senior. I mean, like, they can shoot the ball a little bit. And I'll, I'll and I'll just say this, Kelsh. You know, we didn't have Dalton Davenport playing against Harrison last year. We didn't have Tate Letcher playing against Harrison County last year. We didn't have Jacob Hatton that played against Harrison County last year. And those are three of my top six guys, two starters, and my sixth man. And, and you still we, had a chance to win, Coach. And we lost by seven. We lo- and we were down four with two minutes to go. We were on the free throw line to make it two, a two-point game with two minutes to go. And for, unfortunately, we missed it. We missed both free throws. But I get it. That's just how – it's basketball. I understand. It is. And, and, you know, but it says a lot about you and the mentality you've created and the culture you've created in Nicholas County that you can go on the road at Harrison County without three of your top six and still only be down four points or two minutes ago. It says a lot about you. It says a lot about your program. But tell me a little – you mentioned Tate Letcher a while ago. Tell me a little bit about Tate. I know he's – I remember he's a left-hander. He handles the ball a little bit. So, you know, he, he played – I mean, like, from Lincoln to Tate, they played – they played the last 15 games of their freshman year a lot for me. And I think you you know that because I had a big turnover of seniors that just didn't want to play. And I was trying to create a culture to where, you know, this is what we're going to do. So they had opportunities their freshman year, the last 15 to 17 games. They played and they were in the top seven rotation. And, you know, Tate has grown just mature. He matured a lot from just anything that he plays. He I mean, he plays golf. He plays basketball he plays football he plays baseball and you know it's just him knowing that I need him to just lead the point guard position this year you know we got to limit our turnovers but if he can somehow get a six to ten points a game give or take it's going to help us to win a basketball game he averaged almost he averaged about four and a half assists the last 10 games of the season last year and that's pretty because impressive he, at the high school level, Coach. Yeah, and, you know, you had Dalton, you had Brady out there, and you had Wyatt that can shoot the ball, though. So, we, we, I mean, you pass it. They don't have to dribble. They're shooting, and that's an assist for you right there. He knows – I mean, he knows how to – he knows when the player needs the ball. I just need him to offensively show us a little bit more something this year so we can, we, so we can win games that are 50-50 games or games that are – that people think that I, I think they're going to lose maybe about five or ten points or maybe more. Who knows? If he can control the tempo and if he can lead by example and give us six to ten points, give us about four or five assists a game, you know, I'm fine with that. Give us a couple rebounds, two, three, four rebounds. I mean, like, he has to do a little something with everything. And he's our true point guard. And from our perspective this year, you know, if he's in foul trouble – or we need somebody else to take care of the ball, you know, that's going to be Wyatt Clark, or that's going to be another guard that I have on the team. But he he knows that the ball is going to be in his hands to run this offense, to set people up, and he knows his role. And he's and he's a great kid, and he knows, he knows his capabilities and what he needs to do or what he has to improve. And, you know, he he's our point guard, man. And, and I mean, he's going to be – Gonna be a three-year starter at the end of the day when he gets done graduating, and that's a big thing. And this but is he comes from a, he comes from a sports and basketball family. You yes. know, I know Great he man. knows the game. I you know I know he's more than capable of handling the point position for you. And like you said, you don't need him to score twenty. You know, no. you just need him control the tempo, run the offense, and like you said, if he knows how to get the ball in the scorer's hands at the right times, then he's done his job. Yes, and you know. It, 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 I mean, I told him this already, you know, in the summer, you know, and I, I don't – and I, I text him throughout the week for football saying good luck to him, doing everything, you know. And he wants to talk basketball sometimes. But I told him, don't talk about that right now. You're, you're in football. I want you to do what you need to do. I, I, I want you to have fun in that sport right now. Don't worry about me. Don't worry about this team until you get on the court. And, you know, I told him this summer, you know, it, it, get, to the re- get to the free throw line three, four, five times. If you're open on three, shoot with confidence because a lot of people is going to back up on it. A lot of people is going to think, all right, I'm going to make you shoot. And if you can make it, okay, we'll guard you. 
And me and him had, you know, a talk about, you know, just be confident in your shooting ability. Are we going to make every shot? No. But he needs to have confidence in that 15-foot area or in three-point line to, to, you know, to make a couple shots. Just to make a couple. You don't have to make five, six, seven shots. And I think the hardest thing, Coach, to get kids to realize, and I struggle with this, and, you know, in the past, you know, a couple of years, I've had great shooters and Dixon and Becker and Pulaski and yes. those guys flat fill it up. But I saw times throughout the seasons in the past where when they're, you know, they miss a few shots, the shoulder slump, you can see yes. the confidence drain. And I don't care how good of a shooter you are, when you're not shooting with confidence, it's not going in. No. And you can be and you can be a subpar to an average shooter, but if you're shooting with confidence, you're going to make a lot more. And I think mm-hmm. one thing that's happened is, and I know with my team, I can't speak for every team, but they watch these college games, they watch these NBA games, they watch these guys shoot you know, like Steph Curry, step mm-hmm. back all the way three from 35 feet to go in. And they try to mimic those. Yeah, you know, and I, I mean- try to explain. You know, those aren't good shots. Those aren't high percentage shots. Well, Steph Curry does it. Well, you're not Steph Curry. Steph you know? Curry. Yeah, but, you're not. you know, confidence pro. is probably the one characteristic I want all my shooters to have. And, yes. you know, like you said, you're you're trying to teach your kids, you know, Wyatt and Tate and those guys to shoot it with confidence. And, you know, mm-hmm. if they do that, then I feel like, you know, he's going to hit some big shots for you. And, yeah, and, I, um, and, I, and, I, and to end it with – to another thing to add on to Tate is – He's very strong for his size, and he's gotten way bigger than he was two years ago with muscle. He weighs like 160, 165, but it's all muscle. Wow. wow. All, yeah, because like, he's – how tall is he, Coach? I think he weighs 160. I might be pushing it, but he told me something. I think it's around there. But it's all muscle, man. Like, he doesn't have no fat on his body. He's, he's matured and grown, and he's been lifting. And he's been conditioning. You know, he – that's what I, I mean. Like he can drive it to the I mean. Like he he can drive it if he can make a couple layups or kick it out, get to the free throw line, make a couple shots. That's all we need. And he knows what I need for him. He knows his role. And if he and he and if he challenges himself and and if he can do that, you know, it's going to make our team ten times better. Than what people think, just just from an offense perspective, because defense, he's good. He does the best he can as a team. We do. So right. And, you know, and one thing about you, I know uh, your teams are always prepared. You know, like you said, sometimes as coaches, we have to play the hand we're dealt. We have to coach the team we have. We can't coach anybody else's team or anybody else's players. And, you know, your guys are always prepared. And, you know, I know, you know, the last couple of years, like you mentioned earlier, there's been some struggles and stuff. But all those struggles will culminate into success because of the experience they've gained. Um, Yeah the chemistry you're building and it's just, you know, I can't yeah. wait to sit back and watch this year because for one, I, I love watching small class, a school basketball. I mean, that's all I've ever known as a coach and as a player. So I'm excited to watch, but um, talk to me about, I know you mentioned Ethan Sexton and Tyler mm-hmm. Kiscade, two seniors. Tell me what those, what those guys bring and how you plan on using them. So, you know, first of all, their leadership ability from when I got them three years ago to now, it's just – it's off the charts of how they lead by example. You know, they started JV the last couple of years. I and mean, Ethan actually played half JV, half Farsi last year because he's, he improved last year. And I needed – I mean, I needed some minutes from him. And, you know, they, they're just great kids in general, but they love to play basketball. And they, they, they just lead by example, Kelsh. You know, they, they can shoot the ball a little bit. You know, sometimes it's hot. Sometimes they get cold. But – if they're open, they're shooting the ball with confidence. I mean, they can make a couple shots here and there and make our team better. And they, they give all they got. Like you said about our team, you know, everybody defines a role. And they know what they wrote. They know what their role is. And if they can achieve even better than what their role is some games than others, then we're going to win some ball games that people don't think they're going to win. And it starts with those two guys as seniors. And – People follow them and they leave. My team this year, Kelsh, they all love each other. They like each other. Doesn't matter how good or bad you are as a player, it, it or you're approving or whatnot. If you're the 14th, 15th man on the bench, uh, bench or you're the first guy starting, 
these kids really connect together because they just want to they just want to have fun and they want to play basketball the right way and those two they're just they're good kids and they, they got to do some scoring for us this year obviously they need to uh you know because I, I when you, go on i'm sorry i was gonna say what you just talked about is when you know you have something special and you know that you've done your job and uh, maintaining and sustaining a positive culture yeah. when one through 15, these kids all love each other and will play for each other. You know, mm-hmm. like you said, don't matter how good of a basketball player they are, or how bad of a basketball player are the cohesiveness of that team, you know, is strong where they're willing to play for one another, lay their life on the line for one another, dive after that loose ball out of bounds, take that charge when you got yeah. somebody kind of, you know, barreling down the middle of the lane. They're willing to make those, I guess, you know, tough plays that some kids aren't willing to make. Oh, yeah, and and they'll do whatever for their team. You know, I I mean, I I talked to both of you, you know, you might might both start. You might – one might start or one the other or both. Who knows? I don't know that until I get the other guys from football and see what we got and figure some things out. But I told both of them, you're going to play – a bunch of minutes. So even if you're playing, if you're one of you come right off the bench or one of you starting, both of you, it doesn't matter. They they understand that if I don't start a senior, if uh, you know how parents are, oh well, my kid's a senior, and they they've been through the ropes, they should start automatically. No, that doesn't know that doesn't work that way sometimes. And the best thing about these kids over here, Kelsh, they. They, they understand that situation, but they put themselves in a position they're going to play because I give Tyler and Ethan a lot of credit that, you know, three years ago, what I – they mean, like, we had a grown man talk. It's like, you think three years ago you thought maybe that you would still be on this team and improving and you think you might – I mean, like, you thought maybe you you will play or not play a varsity game your senior year. And they, they, they've done their work. They went through the trenches of just – turnover to our two best players leaving from last year. They know like they, they're just good kids, Kelsh, and they lead by example. And they might not be the best basketball players in the world, but they can be a good basketball player for us to see and, and think about what we want to do this year. And coach, you know, as well as I do at class, a schools, we don't always have to have great basketball players. We just got to have good kids who are willing to buy in. And accept the role and do what we ask as coaches. And um, something I want to talk about that you just mentioned, that I think is very important, is you know just how you know the mindset of some people. And it seems to be a mindset that's at smaller schools, but I don't know how larger schools because I've never been there. That just because you're a senior, you should play. Um, I've dealt with that as a coach. You've probably dealt with it as a coach, but. At all A schools, we have to play the best five that we have regardless of class. If you're a senior and I've got a freshman who is equally or maybe just a little bit below yeah. you, I've got to play that freshman because they got four more years to improve. Uh-huh. You know? And yeah. so the one thing I commend you on, because I've talked to you a lot the last few years, you know, you've texted me a lot during the season. I've texted you a lot during the season. You've always done things the right way, even when it was tough decisions. I remember you sitting kids out because they missed practice. I'm talking about kids who are starters. Yeah, you know, you, you know that, in, and you know that incident when we played each other in the semifinals my first year in All A. You saw it. I ain't going to bring it what up. What you like, did. But what you did is go pay huge dividends because now these kids coming up know I don't care how good I am. If I'm not coming to practice, if I'm not doing what Coach Wright asks, if I'm not putting the team first, he's not going to play me. You changed a culture with one decision. Yeah. And that decision's tough when it's in the semifinals of the All-A with the finals at stake. Yeah. But what you did was right for your program. And it we, was and right for those kids. Well, it was right for those kids who came to practice and worked their butt off. So, yeah. um, and I know I've told you this before, you know, I commend you because that's tough. Um, it's the right decision. You made the right decision. But I do know coaches out there who have been in that same situation that haven't mm-hmm. made that decision. So mm-hmm. hats off to you. 
Um, that tells me right there that Nicholas County's hired the right guy. I've told Josh Early one multiple times because I think the world of him that they have the right guy leading their program. And that decision right there tells me everything I need to know about what your vision is and changing that culture. So hats off to you. But um, it means a lot coming from you, man. I mean, like, I I don't, I, I try to do the right thing. And you know that. I, I it, doesn't, it doesn't matter how good or bad our team's going to be every single year. I'm going, I represent these kids and I want them to be a better person more than anything. And if I don't lead them by example of the decisions I try to make, they might be confused at the beginning of it, but they will get it at the end. And, you know, from, from your perspective, we talked about that after our game my first year, and you said to me, you know, it's like, I totally respect what you just did right there during our game. And I was like, Kelsh, that's tough what I did. And I, don't and know I how told I you, I think I remember saying, I think I remember saying, I don't know if I could have done it. Yeah, I you hope did. I remember I, you saying that. Yeah. I hope that I would have done the same thing you did because what you did changed the culture and one decision. And you know, with if that's just a regular season game, oh, that's an easy decision to make. Oh, yeah. But that's it easy. was like yeah, and you but, know, it's but coach, not only was it the semifinals of the all A, but it wasn't out of the realm of possibility that you had a chance to win. Yeah, you know, it, it wasn't it, like it, it wasn't I like you, were you know, down ten or twelve points or something like that. Midway through the third, I don't, I don't know. It was it was something. We we were double digits, but it was like 10, 12, 13 points. And, I and I'd say you probably gained the respect of a lot of people in Nicholas County with that decision. So also, did. yeah, yeah, go on. I'm sorry. And I was gonna say also, you know, our job as coaches is to try to prepare these kids for real life. You know, yes. once basketball's over, because we know in Nichols County, Robertson County, you know, even the 10th region as a whole, very few of our athletes are going to play this game professionally to make a living. Yeah. We do have some that have, but it's not something that's happening in a lot of all A schools. And uh, if these kids are at a job and they constantly miss work, guess yeah. what? You don't have a job. Don't have you a don't job. Have a job. And yeah. so, um, with that being said, you know, I, I, I just wanted to touch on that because I want the other people in the region, I want the other coaches to know that, you know, it took a lot of um, guts, um, yeah. for lack of a better word, or for a guts, more professional term, to make that decision. But um, tell me about Jesse Jones. Um, I've had the opportunity to see Jesse play a lot. You know, I live in Fleming County, and um, I've seen a lot of middle school games where Jesse played. I actually coached against him the last couple of years of Fleming County. When I look at Jesse Jones, I see a bull in a china shop that's strong as an ox that mm. killed me on JV that we couldn't stop, um, scored buckets, and um, yeah. he's going to be a great addition to you yeah. that I think can help your squad this year. So I know you haven't got a chance to see Jesse a lot due to football mm -hmm. and you know, he is a football player, but from what you know of Jesse so far, tell me about so, him. You know, I talked to him, him several times already, and, you know, he seems like a great kid. And he seems like he lost a little bit of weight. I mean, he looks he looks good. He looks good for what he, – he had, he hurt his shoulder in football. He hasn't played – he hasn't played football since, I think, the first game of the year. Or I, wow. I think. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't know that. He's been going to therapy. Uh, he has surgery on it something like that, a procedure, and, you know, he'll be back in January. That's what he told me. I talked – I mean, I talked to him. He said, Coach, I'll be ready in January. January – about midway through January is when I'll be clear for everything. But I'm – he said – but he's been going to therapy. He's been doing good, he told me. You know, but that's the extra body that we need. And my t – our, our team, uh, the players, they truly enjoy him in, in school – and, you know, after school with the football team and basketball teams and all that, uh, he, he will provide us something that, you know, I can, you know, he could possibly maybe start at the end of the year if he proves something or come right off the bench. And he's like, all right, you got to go and play. You got to play for him. Like, you got to get the job done doing the extra work or, you know, I don't know anything about scoring a bit. You said he's, he hustles so much. He reminds me, a lot of people have been telling me this, is he reminds me of like a Lincoln Morris of how they play. And 
I don't know if that's true. I mean, you've seen him more than me. Well, well Jesse's got a big body and he's strong. And yeah. he and here's yeah. the thing that's I mean, it's like when he drives to the basket, you know, when I say bull in a china shop, I mean, it's almost like that. He's fearless. Yeah. He's attacking the basket with the if you're in his way, he's running over you or he's taking you up with him. He's a very strong kid and he finishes well around the basket. I think he's going to be yeah. a tremendous help. He provides you some size, some yeah. rebounding, just and a big body. He's definitely going to be in the rotation then when he gets back and everything. And, you know, I just, I'm just praying that, you know, everything goes well with his rehab to where I can have him the last month and a half of the season. And I, I mean, that's the body that I need. He's a junior. He's played some, he played already some. I mean, I, he will be a good addition to us. And, you know, he's a great kid of what I've talked, what I, when I see him and talk to him in the school. So, you, like I said, it's just a great it's, – it's great to just ask somebody like that if, if he wants to play basketball. And, you know, I, I'm excited. And he's a, he's a good athlete. Now, like you yeah. said, uh, I think he's a pretty good kid from what I gather and understand. So, uh, you know, I think you're definitely going to, you know, like him and what he brings to your team. You, you, and, you've been preaching to me about him saying, like, I think he'll help your team better than what you think maybe. And, I, I mean – and, and I agree because you know him more than me. And I'm just, and I, I messaged you. And like, I don't know anything about this kid. And he said, Coach, you know, he'll give you all he has. He knows his role. And, you know, it's, it's, if that, if that comes from you, it's all fine with me, you know, because I mean, I, I saw him once when we played him JV. He did pretty good. He really did. And, I mean, you know, I, and I, I, he needs, when we get him on the court, you know, I, He's going to help our team. He really will. He'll help our team in some type of situation. He's got a motor coach, and it's kids like him that you enjoy coaching because uh, mm -hmm. he'll run through the wall for you. He'll do whatever you ask. He's going to dive on the floor after loose balls. He's yeah. just – he's a hard-nosed, mentally, physically tough kid that, you know, I think any team in the region can benefit from kids like that, you know, yeah. that are willing to do the – I guess the things that aren't so flashy or the things that aren't so pretty, but anybody else on your team that I haven't mentioned, you know, I don't know your whole roster. I have it in front of me, yeah. but any yeah. other kids you feel that are young or that may be, you know, I know Oscar Sacedo. I recognize that yeah. name. I know he's played for a while, but any other kids you want to mention that you feel can be in your rotation? Yeah. I, uh, there's a starter. There, there's a starter, uh, Jacob Hatton. Uh, he was our sixth man last year. He didn't. He didn't average more than one or two points a game, or something like. You know, he's, he's a, a sophomore he, coach. He's a sophomore. sophomore. He. Uh, he. I mean, he came right off the. He was my sixth man last year as a freshman, and he's grown. He's almost six one and a half, six two as well. Like he's taller than me, and uh, you know he knows his role. But he's he's defining his game. He's maturing, and he's getting a lot of shots up. He's working on skill work. You know, I can put him inside out a little bit. He might be, you know, him and Lincoln Morris are probably going to be guarding the best players if we ever, you know, you know me, I love my matchup zone coach, but if we ever have to go man to man, he might be one of the guys that will be on the best player on offensively on the other team. And, you know, he's going to be a good rotational piece for us on, uh, for, for, for our guy, for our team. And I think what I said earlier, uh, about the seventh grader and eighth grader, uh, Peyton Hatton and Preston Blake will play some varsity. I mean, they're going to be starting freshman JV, and that's a lot. That's a lot for those middle schoolers. It really is. But they know the challenge, and I might have to put them in some games in varsity because Peyton, he's seventh grader, and he's growing, but like, he can shoot the ball. And if I can get him to just stay in the corner – or get him move around. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I mean, like, I, he's he's gonna shoot and he's gonna make fifty percent of it. I mean, I, I truly believe that because he's he, he's a gym rat for a young kid, and the players that are older than him they like him as a player because he knows the game of basketball. I mean, like, does he have a lot of growing up to do? Of course, he's going to struggle more than he's going to struggle a lot this year. But I told him if you don't, you're going to struggle. But it depends on how your attitude is and how your demeanor and, your, and all that to where you just got to get better every game. And then I got an eighth grader. His name's Preston Blake, uh, Kim Dinkins' uh, son. That played oh, okay. For, uh, Nick, I mean, she played at UK back in the 90s. So he's definitely got the jeans. And he's already 6'4", 
as an eighth grader. I mean, I, I don't know if you realize not, but he but he played JV a little bit last year for me as a seventh grader. But he's about he's he's touching six four, and I see I see him growing a couple more inches, and he he's a brute down there. And before but for an eighth grader, he has a lot of growing up to do. But I'll put him in the game just because of his size. He's our biggest kid on our roster, and I and I, and I don't care if he gets bullied some or not. I want him to experience some stuff to where he can know what he has to do better. And, and yeah, go on, coach. But but that's the good thing, you know. As a seventh and eighth grader, as coaches, we know there's going to be mistakes. But yeah. the good thing is, they got four and five years to fix those mistakes, and any experience they can get at the varsity level now makes them that much better two and three yeah. years from now, and your program better. Because in all honesty, when I look. You've only got two seniors. You've got a very huge sophomore class. Yeah. And even next year, you know, with Jesse being a senior and Tate being a senior. And Andrew um, Watkins. Yeah. And Andrew Watkins. Um, I mean, you've got probably a good two, three good years ahead of you. I mean, we can say all we can, Kelsh, about what you just said, you know, but we got to prove it, you know, and, and we got to get better. Every, it's not going to come overnight, man. It's – and I'll add on to one thing, Andrew Watkins, he's going to be one of those top seven players playing. He's a junior and he's a role player. He, he probably, to be honest with you, he's, he's quick. He's very quick. You know, his shot making ability is not that great, but he, but he balances it out with other stuff that we need for the team. And he's going to be a big rotational piece for us. That's our, that's my, my top seven will be two seniors, two juniors, three sophomores. Then that's when I have to figure out as a coach, Who's going to come in if we have foul trouble, if we have multiple people in foul trouble? Or that really needs a break and I can get one, two, or three minutes off these eighth or ninth man guys, whoever it is, to just give them a, a breather real quick and then come back in. And, you know, like you said, the, the future looks good. It really does. But, you know, we haven't made it – we haven't made a region tournament since 2013. And I wasn't I, I wasn't aware of that honestly. I didn't know that we long. Have not been to a region tournament since 2013, and I've been preaching to my boys that we're going to make it one day here very soon. It might not be this. It might be this year. It might not. Our district. What we said on the phone last week. You know, I think. I mean, Becker's obviously the best player in our district. He's. He's one of the one or two best players in the region. But it's going to still be hard for us to win that just because of him. Right, right. And people won't realize that. I mean, like, am I expecting us to win a ball game against Roberts? I hope so. Absolutely. Well, I'd be surprised, though, if we lose to them because no. of that man right there. Well, no. and I think the bad thing about it is, and I've heard it from multiple coaches and multiple teams, you know, we lost eight seniors to graduation. Yeah. Um, Josh Pulaski, Josh Pulaski did come back. So, back. Yep. so we really only lost seven to graduation. But um, a lot of people think because, you know, Robertson County lost seven people to graduation that they're just going to be a pushover again. Oh. And that's not fair to you. It's not fair to Sam. It's not fair to some of these other schools, you know, that the parents or the community or some people are already getting that in their head. So then if a win doesn't happen – yeah. Then they start, you know, maybe wave the white flag or the, the sink is ship or the ship is sinking. But, you know, I told you on the phone and I believe this. And I feel like, you know, Harrison County right now is number one. Mm -hmm. But two, three, and four are as tight as they've probably ever been in the district. I won't the be shocked if you're the I, yeah. I won't be shocked if you're the two. I won't be shocked if you're the four. I won't be shocked if Pendleton's the two. I won't be shocked if they're the four. Same thing with Robertson. I feel like they're all that close. Yeah. And you don't have to be the two coach. You can be the three and it's just the same. Yeah, you're right. And so, you know it, it our our district for that situation itself, I'm glad we got two games this year instead of one for each opponent. And we can both have the equal amount of home games, the way games to fill because I think at the at the end of the day, you know, we we gotta go I, I from a from a realistic standpoint, from from my perspective of how we if we get the two or three seed, I think you gotta get three wins. 
You got to get three wins out of the six. And how you get those three wins, I don't know. But at the same time, though, it depends on what Robertson does. It depends on what Pillington does and what Harrison does. You know, because if you think about it, Coach, if you go back and look, um, and I even think it goes back to when Coach Botner was at Nicholas. Nicholas has had some success against Harrison County. Yeah, Botner you know, had, had great success the last couple of years before he before he uh before he didn't want to coach anymore you know he 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 so i think your boys Harrison two three of the last five or two of the last four in regular season games and you know it's it's there i mean you saw it last year we competed but i, I believe Harrison's the best team in our district i mean i, I think he's a great coach i think he understands what he has this year and you know, I just think the two through four is right there. And I've been telling my guys, 2013 is the last time we ever made it, that we made it. It's, it's going on almost 10 years. This is year number nine. Do you want to stop it now or you want to do it next year at year number 10 or year number 11? And it's something from a program's perspective that is going to be very, very important when we get that done. Even if we win our first game, if we win the championship, that's great. That's another different level of just a, of accomplishment. But getting to the reach, getting that first game in and winning the first round of the district, we haven't done that in nine years. And I want to do it for, that, for the kids and that community because they deserve it. They deserve that. They haven't, they, I mean, they haven't had that. And no, what you no. just said, what you just said is exactly what I said coming into Robertson County, although they'd had some regional tournament appearances. But, you know, the one thing I remember in what you just said, think about this. You have to almost lose a tough, close one to really know how hard you got to work to win one. For example, three years ago, we got Harrison County in the finals on our home floor. We're up 10 in the fourth, going into the fourth and get beat. Yeah. If we win that game there – I don't know if we stay hungry to win the next two. I I, I agree with that. It, you know, it, it depends. Yeah. It's and like you the way you all played last year against Harrison County. Um, three of your top six missing. Um, your back's against the wall. Very few people walking into that gymnasium that night probably felt like you had a legit chance to win. The or only even, people that, or even make it a 15 point spread. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. Say Very that. few people. The only people that probably believed in that were you and your coaching staff and your players, because we believe that we can win every game we step on the floor. But just by losing that game in the fashion that you did, they stay hungry. And the next time they're in that situation, you're going to see those two free throws fall. Yeah. You know, you're going to see turnovers that were made that now they have better ball security. And that's one thing me and Coach Henson talked about last night. You know, when he lost to Mace Kane in the district, he shot like 70% or 60% from two or no, 70% from three and like 90% from the free throw line in the district and lost. And we talked about how, you know, if he wins that game, yeah. things may be different this year than if he lost it because yep. now you can use that as motivation. You can keep your kids hungry. Um, yes. But, you know, Coach, I, like I said, I want to check you out a couple times this year. I'm excited to come and watch you play. Um, you've been a good friend to me. You always text me, and I will re return that favor this year. I'm always going to check on you. I'm here if you need anything, bounce ideas off of. Um, but I want to wish you the best of luck this year. I, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, like this is from a competitive, competitive point from from just a friendship in our district. Uh, for me and Sam, like we joke all the time because me and Sam has hard jobs for 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 what we got, and I think people don't realize that. I mean, you did too, though. I mean, like Roberts is a hard job to coach too, you know. But me and Sam try to push one another in a better way to just support each other. Because I feel like Pillen County, Nicholas County is in the same boat, kind of. Now they've been more, they've been to more uh, regional appearances the last five to seven years than we haven't, you know. But we, we, our games 
for against Pillen County the last three years has been eight points, five points, overtime, three points. It's right there. And, like, I like our team going against, you know, our district opponents this year just to see what we're made of. Now, can we go 0-6 in the district this year? Yes. Can we go 3-3 and or even better? Yes. But it just depends on the situations that you had against your opponents, you know, the last two, three years. You're right. And, Coach, I remember I was at the game in Nicholas County, and I don't know if I've ever left a gym as a scouter where I felt – You're saying – I know exactly what you're saying. When I felt so bad for a coach. Larry Kendall was there too. Larry was there too. Oh, the night that – What game was it? The Pelton County game? When Clay Monroe hit the yes, D3 to yes, send it to overtime. Were, Larry and you were both there that night. <laughs> I, I just remember, you know, because as you watched it, I mean, you outplayed them. Um, I've talked to Sam about it, you know, and he even felt like you outplayed them. You know, it's a game you should have won. And that shows you how crazy high school basketball is. And, you know, Clay Monroe being a good kid, a good player, hit a tough shot. But I remember leaving the gym that night, and I just – I remember getting in the car and telling Coach Massey, just try to put myself in your shoes the way that game unfolded. And I'm not so sure I would have handled it as well as you did. I probably would have. That, that year, that first year, you know, it, it was very, very tough. And But your first year, wherever you go, is going to be tough. And, you know, we it, – it been, it's been like that, though. Like, me, me, me and Sam, we, we went in overtime last year with both of our teams. And – you know, me and Sam jokes, you know, it's going to be a barn burner 35-36 every ball game. It's just going to be that way just because I just feel like we both of us can't separate to be more comfortable when we play a basketball game. And, you know, Sam does a heck of a job with those boys. And, you know, he pushes me to get better. I push him to get better. But, like, me and him connect on, on, a, on, a, on a level to where – our position to what we have right now is what is we're, we're trying to do the best we can. And well, those- and I've talked to Sam and then, you know, I talked to you and I swear, and I know I said this earlier and I'm going to say it again. It, it makes our district um, that much more special when you can be competitors for an hour and a half and still text each other the next day, wishing them yeah. luck the next night and stuff. And, yeah. you know, I will always say, that that's probably the one thing that I appreciated the most. You know, I've been in di- I've been in other districts to where you were just competitors. Mm-hmm. You know, you competed against each other, maybe acquaintances. You never heard from them except for maybe on game day to confirm you were still coming. Um, they didn't reach out to you or whatever. But you know, I don't know how many times um, you, Sam, Terrence, all you know after all A games or. You know, even after district games where I, you know, I check my phone after a big win and all three of you have texted, hey, great win tonight, man. Keep it up. Good job. And that's 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 what it's all about. That's special, man. It is. It is. That's what it's all about. And the networking and, you know, the relationships you build in coaching is um, just something that you'll never forget that you'll take with you the rest of your life. And, you know, that's why I truly enjoy coaching. It's it's. It's all about the connections, not just with your players, but just with the coaching fraternity. I, I truly believe that. I think, you know, you, you want to support people. You want to pull for people that do it the right way. And, you know, I admire people that do that. And win or lose, if you win one game for the year, you win 30. If you just try your best and you're pulling for those kids, and I'm if you – you and me know, like we we know and we see it from coaches from time to time of if they're really there for the kids or not, you know, and we this 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 region is just mean like we are we're about the kids. And from our district, just from our district alone, you know, I, I have a it's just a blessing to know you, to know Terrence, to know Sam. And that's what makes it special to me outside of my team. It's just those things. Right. And, um, and I, I second everything you just said there. And um, 
like I said earlier, you know, I appreciate you giving me your time tonight. Um, speaking yeah. of Sam, I got to record one with him right now. He's a talker, and I've only allotted him. To, I tell you, I was only allotting him about thirty seconds per. Hey, he, hey, because he, him and him, Jason Hanson are talkers. Tell him on this next podcast. Let me check real quick here. Let me just check real quick on this catches the way step because that app. The app I got. The, I got your schedule right here. Well, here. Are you on the inter- Are you on the Are you on the app or the or the website, whatever? Oh no, you gonna tell me what it's been the last? I'm gonna tell you because I haven't told him yet. But I seen this the other day, and I talk. I'm going to you just tell him on your neck when you talk to him tonight. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at our. I'm going to our game. Hold up here real quick. All right. So since let's see here, nineteen. 20, 21, 16, 16, 14, 2013. We, they have beat, uh, Pelham County has beaten us, I believe, every year since 2011. I think that's true. So you tell him that I hope I can at least get one game this year against him. I'll, te- I'll tell him to quit. I'll tell him to quit being so stingy. Tell him to quit. I mean, like, I'm trying to break a streak, man. I'm trying to break a, li- a little streak for our program. And, you know, he, he he's – he mean, he's getting the job done, and I can't right now. So, yeah, I'm just jo- – I mean, just joking. Right. You know, it, and that's what we do, I, man. I, I, I just seen that, and, you know, I haven't messed with him about it, but I've seen it today. I've seen it today because I, I just want to see, like, the previous years of just district opponents, how many times we beat them. And it just blows my mind that Nicholas County has not beat Pendleton County since 2011. That's what I got here. So who knows, coach? But you told that my boy Sam that, you know, I'll see him in overtime again at the Wildcat Den <laughs> and at the Blue, and at the Blue Jacket Arena. <laughs> I sure will, coach. Uh, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for your time and good luck this year. Hey, I appreciate you, Kels. You have a good one. I'm always praying for you, buddy. All right, man. Thank you. Appreciate you, too. All right. That was Blue Jacket head coach John Michael Wrights. We want to wish him and his Blue Jackets good luck this season. Stay tuned and stay hot.